<laughs> God, I don't know if I can tell you the honest, the honest story. Uh, the conversations and discussions that would enter our household were broad and varied and, and wide. Like the narrative of what I had to tell myself in the Netherlands about who I was was pretty much the same as what I had to tell myself in Cameroon mm, who I yeah. was, which is the truth is that I'm neither and I'm both at the same time. At 18, when I finished secondary school, I I, I kindly asked my parents if I could uh, study abroad. I'd seen Cameroon, I'd seen South Africa. Mm-hmm. I've always just been incredibly fascinated with the continent, okay. Africa. I created a range of different apple pie flavors um, and I called it just the pie. I always had hoped that when Lisa and me started Bloom Bakers that we could build it to the degree that it would be our full-time occupation and that we could build it around motherhood. Yes, guys, welcome to another episode of Let Inspiration Take Over podcast. Today, I have another very special guest on the podcast. Her name is Saskia. Um, I was mentioning to her earlier, I'm so fascinated uh, by her story because it literally reads like a storybook adventures, uh, adventure of everything that she's done uh, in terms of she went on a, a self-actualization journey, self-discovery, which I'm hoping that as we navigate through this podcast today, you'll be able to find out a little bit more um, about her. Saskia, welcome to the Lid Podcast Thank once you. again. Uh, before you continue, if you could just tell uh, our guests, our viewers and our listeners a little bit about uh, yourself and what you do. I am the co-founder and director of a biscuit bakery called Bloom Bakers. Brilliant. Um, we exist online only mm-hmm. uh, so people can order biscuits uh, via our website. Nice. And we do personalized and branded biscuits, which we sell all over the UK, sometimes yes. beyond. We mainly sell business to business, but we also do business to consumer. Consumer, absolutely. Um, you know, I was mentioning earlier to yourself, I think when we were having a conversation, how we got here. Yes. Uh, I firstly interviewed your partner, Lisa. Yes, yes. You know, uh, found her on social media. I think it was either LinkedIn or Facebook. I think it might have been LinkedIn. So I reached out in good faith. You know, she came through. Uh, we spoke. She gave, gave really good, uh, you know, conversation really good podcast she mentioned yourself and i say to her it is absolutely imperative that we have you on the podcast as well (laughs) just to be able to hear your journey because i personally believe like every person has their own unique journey yes and boy when i was reading and navigating through your mini bio and through your story it's like an adventure you know (laughs) it got me quite excited not just for myself but for the listeners and the viewers that'll be hearing it um as well you know sheer self-discovery sheer tenacity and everything else and to see how you've come full circle uh, to this point, looking into your journey, it's just amazement, you know? And this is why I love to do, you know, these stories because it will give you something that you're not expecting and that sort of thing. So very, very um, glad to have you on the podcast. Now, where I wanted to start from with yourself, there's a statement uh, that kind of just popped out to me when I was reading your mini bio, which says, I'm an adventurer, a doer. And as early as 16 years old, I knew I wanted to leave the Netherlands and travel. 
Yeah. At 16 years old. Come on, Sasuke. Is that young? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think... um, My mum is from Cameroon and my father is from the Netherlands and I was born and raised in the Netherlands. But I think when you have one of your parents who comes from a different country... Yes. I think inherently you grow up knowing that the world is bigger. Than you. Yes. So I think I have always been exposed to that idea. Okay. And I've always really known that I would have, you know, that I wanted to venture out. Mm-hmm. I know that there's more. So I, I'm going to have to figure out what that more is and what it looks like and wow. um, and who I am in mm. that space. So I, yeah, I... I definitely knew that I, I wanted I wanted to leave and it I, it started you know with the small idea that I I always wanted to go to art school. Brilliant. Um didn't go by the way. Okay. Um but but I I applied for um art colleges in in Ireland. I didn't even Ireland. apply for any in the Netherlands because I just I was like I I don't want to I don't want to stay here. Yes. Cuz there's no okay. point in applying for any here. So I I I'd been to Ireland once and and I loved it and I thought oh what if I could stu- study in Dublin or in Cork and that would be amazing and I oh, do you know what I mean know. like it, there's the adventure in you <laughs> yeah yeah but I didn't yeah. I didn't uh, I didn't get in so all right okay no that's absolutely brilliant no I asked that because when I was 16 years old I can't even say I was still trying to figure things out I think I was just wandering around and just you know going with with life and at the time my mother was still around so she was one of these hands-on uh you know mother I was still at home I think at that time I was in college Mm. you know I knew I wanted to do business so that's something and entrepreneurship was always in the pipeline but I didn't really have sort of like a longing or even business. I don't think it was enough of a passion to think, oh, I would have started at the time, which is why I'm saying, you know what, that's that's amazing for you. Because when you're explaining that and I was reading through, you sounded like you knew that you wanted, you know, to to venture out at 16. Yeah, but that's probably that's the only thing I knew. Like I didn't okay. know <laughs> what I was going to do. I didn't know what I was going to be. It didn't but even matter really it, right? what country I was, I was going to go to. Yeah. I think I just wanted to experience life yes. and i figured that there's got to be more to life than the Just town that i grew up are. in yeah yeah that's pretty amazing because very few people um have that mindset um actually most people are just comfortable with being where they are and in their comfort zone they don't really venture out to what's in the world and i would actually recommend for people to do that just it helps you just give you a better broader view of what the world is and in whatever you're going to decide even in business i've I've heard of people that have gone on travels to india asia and other places when they come they've got a business concept that they wouldn't have ordinarily had yeah do you get what i mean yeah yes having said that we spoke about 16 I was saying to you earlier, you've got a significant birthday coming up. Oh, yes. I won't mention which one <laughs> it is, right? And then, you know, just looking at your story and how everything is coming along, it just seems like everything's coming full circle. You're a mother, uh, you're a family woman, you know, a wife, a businesswoman, an entrepreneur, and just seeing how you've ascended mm-hmm. to where you are is, is uh, you know, to me, it's just absolutely amazing. How does it feel, you know, uh, to yourself coming up, um, to your birthday, I know your birthday will be coming, like, I think in a, in a couple of days' time. Yes. Yeah, I'm um, taking it all in. No, well, when you say it like that, it sounds quite grand. But, 
I don't I think I, I necessarily experience it like that. But yeah, I'm yeah. I will be turning forty. Oh, I wasn't um, going to say it. But I'm, I'm, you know, I, I I have to say it because yeah. it's it's the truth. But um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. I I have always appreciated every year that that comes gets, along that comes along and yes. um and when i when i had 40 in my head all of a sudden mm -hmm. i was like oh that but that is something else it's not 39 it's it's mm -hmm. not like the ones before it does feel like a proper milestone yes um you know i've got reading glasses now and you oh. know it feels like i'm literally <laughs> <There you> go. <laughs> climbing climbing the escalators yeah. to to getting older yeah, um yeah. but yeah i've i've i'm very proud i think of my Absolutely. life story so far yes. um i'm i always love telling my children about it yes um even though they might not you know fully understand it or you know they won't read it like like you'll read it yet because mm, they're, the they're 10 and, and amazement <laughs> they're 10 and 8 but um yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm very. I think that's one of the few things in my life that I'm. I'm really proud of. Yeah. Always having had the. I don't know what to call it. The. Discernment. Yeah, or, or the, the ease with with which I, I do things and I mm. try things. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I was, I was going to say the, the purpose of asking that question, because it's kind of like, I feel like it gives the opportunity to really take everything in because oftentimes people will, will look at where they are in life when they're reaching certain milestones, as you've called it, it's a milestone and they're not where they want to be or they yeah. actually haven't ventured out to even give certain things a go. So when you find that you're in a position where you have and certain things have come together, I, I, I personally feel like it's something to really revel in mm. and, and to take time to sort of appreciate because it's not looking back and thinking well I'm now here and I still haven't achieved a single thing yeah. you know that I wanted to do and that sort of thing it's like when you look back to be like you know is this is this where I'd want to be and the answer will more than likely be 100 yes, yes you know family yeah. business in a business that you are running which is your own um and you set your own conditions i think that's some something else that jumped out yeah. off the page to me so it's like you are living a dream life that, you are living the life i want to live <laughs> <laughs> well you are you know yes. no i mean it's very yeah it's, it's interesting isn't yeah. it i mean everything Everything takes the time it yeah. takes and everything, you know, costs the energy that it yes. does. And it's from the outside, things always look, you know, nicer than they, mm. they might well be. Like, True. I think when I was younger, I, I, I would mention to my sisters that I would love to be a, a businesswoman. Brilliant. But I, with that, I was referring to you know, the, the 80s movies where the mm. women were wearing, you know, shoulder padded uh, oh, suits and and high heels and, suits, yeah. uh, you know, and I just thought that that's what a businesswoman is, yeah. you know, and okay. and now that I that I am one, I'm like, oh, well, it couldn't be further from the truth. Oh, from like, the, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's not what you I don't know. It's not the storybook image that they that they give you, but it's. I'm very, very, mm -hmm. very happy that I'm on this path. I, I'm, 
I think it it fits in line with how I've always lived my life and it's always been about trial and error. Absolutely. It's always been about, you know, I want to do this. I don't know if it's right for me, but okay. something inside me says, let's go, go give it. it a try. Yeah. And it's almost always been the right call. Oh, wow. Um, so it's very much, I live my life very, very, very mm. highly on instinct. Yeah. <laughs> look at where you are now. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know what? Uh, you mentioned growing up. Um, I wanted to, you to take us back a little bit. Uh, obviously, we've mentioned 16. It's like us jumping ahead now. But I wanted to take it back. Talk us through growing up in the Netherlands, especially growing up in a mixed family. So you mentioned, you know, Cameroonian um, and a Dutch Yes. Is it Dutch dad? Dutch dad, Cameroonian mum. Yeah? Yeah. So I meant to make sure I get that right. Um, yeah, just talk us through growing up, you know, um, formative years and that sort of thing. And perhaps like some of the scenarios in your household was like uh, creativity encouraged and that sort of thing. Or what were some of your influences growing up? Woof. Um, it was... It's it's funny actually. I literally just come came back from a holiday with my husband and my two kids, mm -hmm. and for the very first time um, ever, I took them to the town that I grew up in. Oh wow! Yeah. And I hadn't been there for, um, you know, close to twenty fifteen years. So it was a bit of a trip down memory lane. Yeah. Um, growing up in a mixed household was you know, normal to me. Um, we had Cameroonian food. We had, nice. um, I think just, you don't understand it when you're, when you're little, but life is different in our household than it was in my friends's. Like the, the conversations and discussions that would enter our household were, broad and varied and and wide like my mum would have her friends over from you know many different african countries and hey, and i just oh. remember evenings where they were discussing political situations and you know really quite highbrow high topic you yeah. know economics and um world economics mm -hmm. um and so all those topics entered my mind as a very very young um young child yeah so that was very formative okay and also just the different languages my mother spoke french yes. um not so much to us but you know when she was angry the french would come up but otherwise Ooh, she was mainly <laughs> uh, we mainly spoke dutch at home but there was yeah. always you know again people from from other countries that would come to our house and the language would switch it would be english or then it would be french and um i think as i mentioned before that just it broadened my my perspective worldview my worldview absolutely yeah it yeah. just it just showed me that wow all these different concepts and all these yeah. different theories and all these different views of, of looking at a certain topic you know absolutely. we would come at it with a lot of different angles it wasn't so one-dimensional so i think that was what i can say is is definitely the most formative about coming from a mixed um, family, family. Yes. Um, but the area that we lived in was 
was especially later on when I was a little bit older was was mm-hmm. very was very white still. Okay. Yeah. So you know, for dynamics, it as you are growing up in it, I don't think you realize it that mm-hmm. much. But maybe the older I got, the more that I had the feeling that I wanted to leave the country because there there, there was more. There was more to me as well. So. Mm-hmm. Um, there was more to me that I wanted to understand from the culture that I'd never lived in, you know, that I've only heard some stories about. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I was very curious about it. So I, at 18, when I finished secondary school, I, mm-hmm. I, I kindly asked my parents if I could uh, study abroad oh, for a wow. year. So yes. I went to study in, in Cameroon for a year. Brilliant. Yeah. That is quite brave. And at that point, you'd never, uh, you'd never been to Africa or rather you'd never been out outside the, the Netherlands or had you? I had. Before? So okay. when I was eight, mm-hmm. my parents took us to Cameroon for the very first time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's absolutely brilliant. You know, with you thinking that way, how do you feel about, you know, sometimes people will paint a certain narrative you know, about Africa, right? They'll be like, well, some of the things that we see on TV yeah. and this and that. And some t- one time I heard somebody making some really ignorant comments about, oh, Africa is dangerous and things like that. Of course, every place has got its own positives and negatives, right? So you'd have thought somebody that grew up in Europe, perhaps that something that could have been a deterrent. Is that something that crossed your mind at all in terms of the view that is painted about Africa and then you considering to go study there for a year? Did you have any reservations at all? Uh, no, because mm. I I have my mum as a, as a, a reference. reference point. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. and, and even, even if that... Even if that wild theory of what people bandy around of what Africa is was was true, then I probably still would have gone, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't know, like it's 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 all an adventure. Whether mm-hmm. you go to New York, mm-hmm. you know, it's a cultural experience. Yeah. Whether you go to Accra. It's a cultural it's a experience. Cultural experience, yeah. So you've got to be open to that idea of, oh, let's see how the other lives, you know, in an other part of the world. And it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. where it is. I think as long as you are open to the idea of experience, then it doesn't really matter what happens on the ground so much. Absolutely. I mean, you know, unless you're going directly into war, which of is course. something different. That's a, that's a completely different scenario. Yeah. Yeah. So you studied African literature. Yes. Yep. At, I hope I'm pronouncing this <laughs> correctly. Guaykele. Yeah. Right? I'm African. <laughs> I should be able to say this right. The Africans are going to come after me. But as if I'm not African. But yeah. So what was that? So tell us now, take us on a journey. You're now in Africa. You've gone there uh, studying African literature. What was that experience uh, for you? That was, um, that was a real experience. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> real experience. Please expand. It was a, it was. <laughs> yeah. There were so many um, teachings, so many things Mm -hmm. that I learned, so many, I don't know, you get confronted with everything. You get confronted with yourself, you get confronted with other people's ideas about 
you know, where where I crum- come from, you get confronted with your skin tone once again, but now the other way around. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother taught us from a very early age, you know, you're, you're black. It doesn't matter that you have a white father. As soon as people see you walking on the street, they will see a black person. Yep. Now I go to uh, Cameroon they and they see me as white. Um, so, skin. yes, yeah. you're fair skinned. Yeah. Clearly, you know, you are mixed somewhat with something yes. else. And so I was walking on the street and everybody says, oh, white girl, white girl. And you're like, oh, that are they are they talking about me? me? Yes. Um, so. It's it's just. Very. Interesting. And I think what I've found is that the experiences are very similar, like, but just flipped around. Yes. And I, the narrative of what I had to tell myself in the Netherlands about who I was, was pretty much the same as what I had to tell myself in Cameroon, Mm, who I was, which is the truth is that I'm neither and I'm both at the same time. Absolutely. Um, And that you have to find peace and and um comfort in your own yes because they're you know i i can't say you know i belong to this group and i can't Mm -hmm. say i fully belong to the other group so i really have to learn to be who i am and be comfortable with with that and i think you know i think everybody should be like that but i think for people who come from a mixed background like me the that really is the singular mm. story. There, there, there is no other. Absolutely. I mean, you, you described it as a reverse culture shock. Yeah. Um, perhaps you can expound um, on that. I think I think the reverse culture shock is more what I had when I came, came back, back again. To Europe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when I left after that year and I mm. came back, um, you know, home, I. I felt deeply unrooted. Mm. I would meet up with my old friends and the things that they were talking about didn't feel relevant to me. I just thought, you know, I've just had this experience that, you know, is, I don't know how to say it. Like it, it, it's far it goes beyond what you're talking about there now. Like it, it feels yeah. it, it not to discredit anything yeah. by what they were saying, but it just felt small. Surface, it just basically. felt, yeah, yeah, there's, there's more, it goes deeper, there's levels. There's, mm-hmm. um, so I felt like people didn't understand me anymore, my friends. Wow. And I felt like I just didn't, yeah, really fit in mm-hmm. anymore. So it took me, it took me a long time to find my feet again mm-hmm. in the Netherlands. And I, to be honest, I think I never really found it again okay. after that experience. So. so it was almost as if there was like a detachment. You'd, you'd opened like a Pandora's box whilst in Cameroon. Yeah. And then now it's like, I'm feeling like the universe telling you, yeah, this is not it. No. There's something beyond that yeah. you have to go seeking, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. And that is, yeah. it's, it's beautiful, but I, I can also see why people would, you know, would mm. would not be into that. <laughs> yes, no, I can, I can imagine because yeah, a lot of things it will be it will be a clash because you're yeah. now coming from a point as you've said you've really seen certain things that you 
never thought we're there. Your mind has now been open. So when you're coming, trying to explain certain things to people, I think in Europe mainly, we live in a society where it's kind of like we have our heads, you know, covered in a way. There's certain things that we just don't want to hear about or you yeah. don't know about. So it's like when you're speaking certain truths, it might come across as you confronting yeah. people. So you, it, it's definitely going to be, uh, you know, a detachment there. Yeah. And so I think I mean, it's, yeah. you know, we have it so well mm. in the west like of course you don't want to be confronted no. with a lot of the other stuff but mm -hmm. but once you have i think it gives you a beautiful sense of of perspective and again Absolutely. it comes back to the travel i I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd say to anybody who graduates from uni or college or secondary school i don't you know go see the world because Absolutely. it'll give you it'll actually give you all the tools hopefully that you need to to balance your life yes yeah. no absolutely i i agree uh with yourself and it sounds like that trip just unlocked something which was kind of like part of the journey because i i personally reading through your story i feel like god has and had a plan for you right so you going there just added to the plan that you had because i think the decisions that you took after that tied into kind of the things that you're doing now and i think we will we'll kind of dig a little bit deeper as we go along into uh you know to some of those stories as well but before we get to that and then you now get university university life is what i wanted to touch on uh where you stayed to come back from cameroon i knew i wanted to study journalism you yeah to study uh, journalism um to be able to tell world stories that um uh, where you gained a new perspective you can tell us a little bit about that what made you want to study journalism i think when i again you know when when i came back when i was in cameroon mm -hmm. it's, it's about that perspective again mm -hmm. i just felt everything up to that point had been so um so safe so mm. easy so maybe to a point as well judgmental because yes. at the, in the west we seem to know everything about everything mm -hmm. and i just thought you know i've been in the school benches in a university in yaoundé a place that probably none of my friends have ever heard about mm -hmm. um and life feels the same mm. you know it it feels the same, but the um, but built differently. Yes. Like, God, I don't know how to explain it, but at the base of it, all life is the same. Absolutely. It's just the conditions in which you live yeah. that are different, right? Yeah. So I think that concept was something that I thought, I just want to share those stories mm -hmm. with the world because every person in the world has something to share, something to share, has yeah. feelings, has experiences of life that are very, um, uh, how do you say that? That are very um, similar to other people okay. in, in other places in the world. I don't, I, I think you can tell those stories for them to be understood by people who don't necessarily live that way. Absolutely. Um, and I thought it was important to, 
to share those stories, just to make people see that we are all the same in essence. Um, and that that's really the the core of the reason why I wanted to study journalism. Absolutely. And you did part of that in South Africa. Yeah. Where something significant happened there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before we jump into that, I was going to ask, um, yeah, what was that experience and what, what made you want to do it in, in South Africa? <laughs> <laughs> God, I don't know if I can tell you the honest, the honest story. These are the uh, like to, to be honest. <laughs> right. Well, this is something did happen in South Africa. But uh -huh. the reason I went to study in South Africa is because I had a South African boyfriend. Okay. And... Um, but I was studying in the Netherlands. He yeah. was living in South Africa. And okay. I just thought, okay, there is a program in my university that mm -hmm. I think every year six people okay. were able to study in South Africa. And so I I did everything in my power, got the grades that I needed to make it to be one of those six people because it go. wasn't a choice. You know what I mean? You had to be chosen to go oh, and do this. Oh, right. Yeah. Um. And, you know, luckily I was in those uh, six, people, six people and um, we weren't together anymore at the time, but I just thought, okay, let's just see if there's anything here that is, mm -hmm. you know, still salvageable that, that, that we could somehow, you know, make it again, this guy and me. There you go. Um, it just so happens that in that, process of the nine ten months that i was in south africa that i um uh, <laughs> met another boy <laughs> oh, so this is a different so boy. that yeah that yeah just by by chance and um uh yeah we became very good friends but he uh lived in london there you go and yeah. um that that was probably the most significant Thing that that happened in South Africa South when Africa, I was studying yeah. there but um yeah it was a it was a great nine months mm -hmm. um again beautiful beautiful country yes um again studying at an African university um Rhodes in Grahamstown mm -hmm. um it's I don't know I feel very I feel very privileged to have experienced those different um scenarios of learning Absolutely. and to me school really is any type of school it really is up to you what you how much you take out of it um and I, when i studied in um Cameroon it was extremely difficult for me because most of the program was done in french mm -hmm. my french isn't that great so what i really? well i, I mean it, like excellent uh it was a lot of it was a lot of um you know yeah sitting next to somebody who okay. was really really good at okay. what they were doing yes and then afterwards having a discussion about okay so what actually happened here because i, I missed 50 percent. can i copy your notes because <laughs> da, 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 da. and and when there i took the test you know it was it was a very very difficult um university experience for me in cameroon because of the language okay um so what i learned there mostly was about my history my personal um family history yeah uh, and how 
I don't know, just being with my classmates and my, okay. you know, my fellow, um, my fellow students. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's where I where I learned the most because, to be honest, they were teaching me because I couldn't directly understand what understand the professors it. professors were I'm actually saying. saying. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> and again, in South Africa. Yeah. Um, obviously it was English it was fine I completely understood all the all the subjects but still you know the South African experience mm -hmm. the history and the politics of, of the of the country that was really gained by again my fellow students and the people that I was living with in the in the dorm where we were where we were staying um, so yeah I think school, schooling and is very interesting but it it's it's also the largely for me the things you learn outside of the actual lectures yes because that's what really exposes you right you get to learn about how other people live and yeah. where they come from because as i said before you, we tend to have a warped view of what the world is until you're out there hearing how other people live or how they're conditioned and we're not all mm. the same mm. right it's literally night and day some people the way they grew up they didn't have television in their household they read or they were playing piano from an early age and and that sort of thing so it opens your mind to be like all oh, right so this is it actually does. possible you know and when i was studying yeah. in in cameroon yeah my mum is from a village okay. um outside of maybe a two-hour journey outside of the capital city mm -hmm. and um and i would sometimes go there on in the holidays and i had a have a nephew um but at the time he must have been about 10 okay and i was gonna take him from the village and i was going to take him to the big city to to stay with us for a little bit and then um stay with other family members as well but he hadn't really um been there mm -hmm. a lot and so i took him to the house of um of my uncle and um, and then when we came back from the the journey, it's two hour journey, but it's it's on a very small bus and it's quite dusty, because mm -hmm. um, not all the roads are um, unnecessarily tarmacked. Okay. Um. So I was like, okay, well let's let's clean you up because we're both yeah. like sweaty and dirty, and I yeah. put him. Uh, well, I wanted to put him under the shower head. Okay. Yeah. But he had never been in a shower like that and i i didn't realize like mm. just my even though i know him from the village perspective yeah um and where it's a bucket of water Spacing, or in yes, the just, you know in the yeah, stream yeah. i hadn't switched so on to the fact that yeah. he's never been in a shower mm -hmm. so when i switched it on he immediately jumped backwards he was like well, what are you pointing at me what you know what is, what this, is this thing yes yeah, a completely um, new experience yeah yeah and yeah. it's just I don't know it's 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 little things like that that tell you everything mm -hmm. to me anyway they they make you understand life better and they make you understand different viewpoints better and they make you understand that what you know isn't um isn't everything yeah yes because i i think yeah in the west we tend to have the arrogance of thinking that 
our ways and the things I'll say our because I've gotten caught up in it now. Like I've lived here for so long. Yeah. And you think the things that I hear are the Holy Gospel, but it's not. Yeah. People have different cultures. They have different ways of um, doing things. They have different ways of, uh, you know, of approaching certain things. You know, it may not be Western civilization, but they're most certainly civilized mm. because there's certain things, techniques, even sometimes in medicines that they've had for like centuries. And that's how they've carried on for mm. the longest time. And it's only until you open your mind and you get to experiences experience it will it, will you know mm. to say that it's it's there so which is why for yourself like in, in your life journey one of the things that i'm like i'll use the word envy but or let me, no let me say admire mm. is the fact that you traveled and you experienced mm. that's something that i haven't done but i'm thinking you know what Hopefully i mean you have I can, get, I can get the opportunity you know <laughs> you, you've traveled more than yeah. than, than many a person. Most, most people yeah because it's like india is a place that i want to go to i want to go to parts of asia just to brazil just to go experience mm. what is out there and and then to see what that ends up doing you know for my soul yeah. and that sort of thing and then obviously hearing stories such as yours really encourages me to be like you know what um, I definitely want to yeah to, to get on some experiences <laughs> speaking of which you took a trip uh you convinced your sister and brother-in-law oh gosh yeah to take you on a trip if you could tell us briefly uh you know about that yeah uh-huh. so I finished graduating at the same time as my older sister brilliant and she and her boyfriend had planned um a world trip mm-hmm. um which was fine but part of that first leg they were going to do in a toyota land cruiser and the, they were going to drive from amsterdam yeah. to yaoundé um, cameroon and to be honest I, I can't really fully remember how how i blagged myself on that trip but i right. i i totally did um and so we took 30 days to drive from amsterdam um down to uh the port in italy can't remember which one now and we crossed over to tunisia Mm. from tunisia we went to algeria where we drove through the desert with a guide okay um who left us on the border with niger which was still the desert (laughs) (laughs) but he's like you know this is this is my uh stop and from niger we went to nigeria brilliant Nigeria, yeah, we crossed into Cameroon. Okay, no, that's that's absolutely. I mean, what made you take that trip, especially? Um, you know, you stated it was mostly by car, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, vehicle. Wow, I don't know. That's something that I would have found um, daunting. What you know, what encouraged you to be able to do that? I don't know. I just, I just yeah. again, I completely loved yeah. the idea. I've, yeah, I'd seen Cameroon. I'd seen South Africa. Mm-hmm. I've always just been incredibly fascinated with the continent, okay. Africa. Yeah. Um, and the idea to be able to travel in such a slow pace, mm-hmm. you know, through some of those Northern African, West African countries. Yeah. Sounded like a dream to me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Where is today? Again, most people, like, yeah. <laughs> that's the dream but then again that's what i'm saying it's like experiences you have these preconceived notions of things yeah until you actually go for it and be like you know what it's, it's actually changed my perspective yeah do you get what i mean so no i um yeah, and, admire that 
Yeah, and to be honest, you know, I have to give full credits to my brother brother-in-law mm-hmm. there because it it really was inspired by Brilliant. by his idea. Yeah. Um I don't think I would have come up with that concept yeah. by myself, but once okay. it was there on the table, mm-hmm. it was like yeah, I'll have me some of that because Absolutely. that sounds like a brilliant adventure yeah, and it, it was until you're in it and you're on a board it's like oh god why did i do this i was yeah i mean i got out of the car after 30 days yeah. and you couldn't get me back into a car i was there sick it literally made me sick to right. my stomach the idea of getting in a car and driving, driving. for fun oh, <laughs> yeah i hear you i hear you on that one so coming back to london um you chose to come to london for mm. two reasons yes you want to work for the bbc yes which you got to do but also there's a certain mr man yeah you hope to reconnect with but t- tell this story because i know you tell it better yeah again okay <laughs> oh my gosh you have to put it in perspective uh-huh. for people because i understand it but yeah um so again i went to south africa okay because of a boy uh-huh. but Came in looking for that boy of- i found another boy in south africa we, oh, we were just okay. friends mm-hmm. um and um but that friendship and uh, turned into um a romantic relationship and mm-hmm. um but yeah i finished my studies i went traveling straight after i finished my studies and then i um i thought okay well he lives in london the bbc is in london mm-hmm. let's just move to london i mean what what else am i going to do i've got my degree i yeah. You know, now is now's the time. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I took one of those army ruck, you know, those big, massive army uh, rucksacks, oh, bags, yeah. um, filled it with a bunch of stuff. And I uh, booked a ticket and I asked my, one of my best friends who was living in London, if I could just stay with her for a little oh. bit until I figured everything out. Yeah. And she was okay with that. Um, I didn't tell him I was coming to London. Mm. Uh, that was going to be the surprise. Ooh. Um, well, <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, that's that. I wouldn't recommend I that to anybody. Really <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't surprise. recommend that to anybody. Anyway, oh, I I, <laughs> I rock up like a recipe. <laughs> with, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not good. I rock up yeah. with my uh, mm. yeah my little rucksack. I absolutely I have nothing. I don't really have a plan. Yeah. All I know is that you know let's let's just go and do this yes he is in a different relationship he's found somebody else um you know so there was a little bit of heartbreak there yeah and then i just thought okay well one of the two things that didn't work out that's Mm -hmm. fine now let's just go hell for leather we need to go and get this bbc shit you know just done um and yeah, I worked as a waitress for a bit. Feels like such a Hollywood story. This is ridiculous. Yeah, like, I mean, in the sense of like people go to Hollywood to want to become be an actress. And, and yeah, so I yeah. I was a waitress at Carluccio's for maybe three months, and then I went to a party and okay. um, and I said, you know, I, I really want to uh, work in uh, documentary filmmaking, and there I was just go. speaking to a random person, and she was like, oh well. There's a company. There's a company that I work for and, uh-huh. you know, I'm going to leave my job and I know that they're going to look for somebody to replace me and I'm the PA to uh, to the to the producer. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, well, she said, would you like me to, to connect, you. connect you? And I was Absolutely. like, well, yeah. Uh-huh. So I had an interview in his uh, living room maybe a week later and okay. he hired me 
on the spot like wow. why i don't know still really? but yeah. um so yeah i worked for a production company that produced documentaries for bbc world okay so i think um that was close enough to the bbc yeah there you go and then with with working for that company is that what sent you back to africa Yes. yes. So they did a lot of documentaries about sustainable projects. Okay. And they would look for sustainable projects all over the world. Mm -hmm. um, and some of those were in in Africa. So I went to Kenya, Kenya. with them. There you go. Um, for a big um, series. Okay. Um, and I was the, the camera woman. There you go. I know. I was telling you earlier, listen, I'm not a professional, please. No, no, <laughs> I, like I said. Goes. No, no, go, go ahead. If you could tell us a little bit um, about that, you know, your experience as a, as a camera woman, that sort of thing. Yeah, I was, in Kenya. I mean, being a journalist, <clears throat> I was trained as a, what they called a, yeah, cameo, a camera mm -hmm. journalist. So I was trained to be able to operate um, the, the camera and ask the right questions at the okay. same time so yes. I, I was a one-man band you could send me out and and oh, wow. you know I, I could do it all okay, and I say could on purpose because right, I couldn't do it, do it anymore oh, okay I'm coming um, for advice <laughs> and um yeah so that's that's how I was trained so I wasn't necessarily a terrific camera woman but mm -hmm. I could I could make it work um and my boss was incredibly supportive i think i kind of feel like he felt that he was at a point in his career where he could pass on the bat to the mm -hmm. second generation so he was okay. very encouraging of you know just go and try mm -hmm. you know just go and do your best and um i believe in you so really you know just, just go that full confidence. yeah yeah that's absolutely brilliant uh, yeah. it was amazing um yeah. and so yeah i went to went to kenya yeah. did local things in the uk yeah. as well um did a lot of research for mm. the different programs that we that we worked on mm -hmm. um but after two years yeah. of london um i thought it was you know maybe time to move back home yes. again and so i resigned but whilst i resigned maybe two months later my boss called me up again mm -hmm. and he said well we need you we you know I'd, <laughs> I'd love to ask you if you would like to do a job for me in yeah. in the drc there you go and um yeah so much yeah yeah i said yes and mm -hmm. so I, I saw briefly you know a few months in amsterdam and then i oh you found yourself back in the netherlands yeah, i found myself back in the netherlands and yeah. then um i was in and out of the drc for the next six yeah. to nine months absolutely so we come to leeds mm. yeah so how's that story how did you find yourself um, in leeds in leeds so the boy that i met in south africa uh -huh. the boy that i went to london for who was then in a different relationship mm -hmm. um eventually we did get 
together. So it, it did actually yes. happen. I felt like there's, there's a gap to that one because I know we're coming to the lids and the lid story is where it all gets lit. The, right? lids, but, the lid story is just where all the, the dots oh, are actually connected. connected. But before we go, we get to that one with your current husband, if you could briefly perhaps just uh, clue us in on how how you guys connected and then perhaps transition us in how uh, okay. it ends up in Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> we... Um, yeah, we were in London at the same time. And like I said, I mean, we were friends before we were anything else. And so even though we weren't together, we were, we were, you know, just really, really good friends. Um, he moved to Barbados whilst I was in London. Yeah. Um, and that, I think he, he was there for maybe nine months. Okay. Um, and when he came back, um, I was sort of intermittently in the Netherlands and in the DRC. Um, and I think, you know, gosh, I mean, maybe five years had passed since we first met each other. Mm -hmm. And I think over those five years and all of those long conversations and just a friendship that just, you know, built into something where we realized both that it was, it was always more than, than just a friendship. And so yeah after can't remember the years now anymore such a long time ago i'm old nearly 40 no um you're not old <laughs> you know we 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 just yeah. realized you know i think we're supposed to really just be yeah. together so okay. um we got back together and he was living in leeds now when he came back from barbados um and it really just became like so where where are we gonna where are we going to make this happen? It was either okay. going to be Amsterdam or Leeds. Leeds and as you yeah. may have noticed from my story, I'm not severely tied to the Netherlands or to a specific place. Yeah, no. So it was easier for me to to move this way than mm -hmm. for him to make the move um, the okay. other way. And that's how I ended up in Leeds. Absolutely. Very shortly, we'll be jumping into just the pie. Mm. But before we get into that pie, <laughs> I wanted you to tell us a little bit about the the Leeds. You know, when you when you arrived in Leeds and what that was like, the initial experiences, and perhaps how that led you to start your first business. Yeah. And you know, particularly what really interested me about you know just the pie was you started that with a six month old. Yeah. The time we got a baby. Yeah. And your instincts are let me start a business. Yeah. Yeah. Which involves going to events stores i say that because i've i've done it um i used to have a trailer i think you might have seen it outside doing uh vegan foods and things like that so i experienced going to events and the and it can be quite you mm. know uh taxing quite demanding and that sort of thing i was like wow <laughs> you really yeah. do love challenges yeah so, yeah um yeah, I want to hear about your experience initially in leeds and then how that led to you um starting your very first you know business um not gonna lie mm -hmm. i know that you know i've traveled a lot uh -huh. and somehow the move to the uk yes was hard okay because even if you think that culturally the netherlands and britain isn't that far removed from each other i still when i was you know the the reality of living here was was hard i think because i was in my late 20s 
I didn't have any friends here. Mm-hmm. You know, Daryl had his friends and they were very kind and, you know, they accommodating, accommodating and, yeah. but they weren't my friends. And yes. it's hard making friends in your late 20s, early 30s, because yeah. everybody kind of has their friend group. Yeah. And they're stuck in their ways. And, yeah. yeah I hate so it. it was very lonely mm-hmm. uh, for me. Um I was pregnant, didn't have a job. Yeah. Um I was I was like who's going to who's going to hire, you know, a mother who wants to work part-time, mm-hmm. who has to you know, I couldn't be a journalist anymore the way that I had been. I can't travel like that with a baby. Yeah. Life had moved. Um yeah. so I had to kind of reinvent myself mm-hmm. here a little bit. So that yeah, that was not easy. Okay. Um, so when I had my girl, um, I was again, I was just like, okay, well, this, this gotta be more, Mm -hmm. this gotta be other things that I can do within being a mother. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, when she was six months old, I just thought, let me try this you know and with this being um i am not a great baker um i don't have a particular hugely sweet tooth but there's Mm. one thing that anybody can always wake me for and that's apple pie really so when i was pregnant (laughs) when i had my daughter i would walk for miles and miles in leeds um i didn't have a car um, so I would walk everywhere and I would always hop into a little cafe, sit mm-hmm. down after my long walk and, and I would have a tea with a, an apple pie, mm-hmm. but all the apple pies that were served were never to my standard. <laughs> so what you wanted. So I thought I, I could, I could, I could do this. I could, I could make something that I would no people would absolutely love oh, here because they yeah. don't they're not familiar with that type of apple pie here yeah so i i just did it i um i did my research mm-hmm. i did all the taste testing with daryl's family Brilliant. um and i i created a range of different apple pie flavors um and i called it just the pie um just the pie. there you go and um yeah, I went to local farmers markets and sold it, and people genuinely, really, really loved, loved the pies. Yes. Where did the recipe? Where, yeah. Where did the recipes come from? You know, when you were deciding, is it something that was made from a family? Recipe, well, my mom. Or is it just something? I mean, that, funny enough, mm-hmm. my my mom, who is from Cameroon, mm-hmm. um, she made wonderful. Um, apple pies Mm -hmm. like my favorites for sure um and then the fillings were just of classic combinations that that i liked apple and pear apple and raisin i did one apple and beetroot with all which always got people talking and like oh apple and beetroot well that's funny but but i mean it tasted amazing and it looked um sublime Mm -hmm. um but yeah i don't know i just took a basic apple pie recipe and, and just, you know and just tweaked it here and yeah. there but really 
you know, they're much of a muchness. There you go. And you started off professional off the gate, didn't you? In terms of you had a website yes. and you had a proper professional outfit, which was courtesy of um, husband, Habby. Yes, he yeah, did. He he, yeah, he, he made that. He uh -huh. made that website for me. I go. had no understanding <laughs> or no clue of, of anything. And he asked well, me, website building. yeah, mm. he asked me a bunch of questions and, um, bum, 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 magic. and there, 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 there the website yeah. was, but it was a, a business that, you know, lasted for about five minutes because right. I, um, I needed to go back to work and, and make some actual money. There you go. Yeah. So what was that experience and transi transitioning into work? I know what you mean, right? These things that we do that we're passionate about, sometimes they don't bring in the money. Mm. You know, even with what I'm doing now, I'm not seeing a cent yet, but then I'm looking at the longer term goal and the longer vision, mm. but I've got a, a full job, you know, full-time job. So I need to burn in the candle at both ends. So I absolutely get where you're coming from when you're really passionate about what you're doing and you know it's what you want to do. But there's certain times where if the money's not coming in, yeah. well, the lights need to stay on. Yeah. Got it child at the time got a husband so bills need to be paid yeah you know yeah what if you could tell us what that was like having to live the business in order to to find work obviously because it's something that you needed to do i mean at the time it was a, mm. a very easy easy thing to do also because i mean making apple pies is incredibly labor Taxing. intensive okay. incredible i was doing everything by hand i didn't have a machine mm. in the house not one i mean aside wow. from the oven yeah um so it wasn't a very difficult decision to go back mm -hmm. um to work um but it was what the difficulty was was in understanding what i was going to do mm -hmm. because i knew i wasn't going to do journalism anymore so okay. I then applied for a job with the only other skill that I knew that I had, which mm -hmm. is that I speak Dutch. Um, so there I was go. just looking for lead jobs where people yeah. needed somebody who spoke Dutch. Dutch, really. I was going to say, right, before we even jump into that, you know, there's a statement that I always normally say, I said, see how God works, right? So guys, <laughs> don't let Saskia fool you. This bit is where you can see the hand of God because even what you ended up, jumping into which you'll tell us a little bit uh you know about mm. actually applies to the current business that you're doing not only that guys <laughs> this is where you met your wonderful business partner yes. as well yes. isn't it? so like i wrote something um down here um yeah let me find it so saying yeah we'll be jumping into bloom bakers yeah see how god works because yeah i think i've pretty much said it see how god works because the uh, search engine optimization skills yes. And then you also met, uh, um, you know, Lisa as well. So if you could tell us a little bit um, about this. And as you've said, it was more so a tick box exercise, wasn't it? Where they were just looking some, for somebody that speaks Dutch. That was the main criteria. Yeah. They weren't too bothered whether or not you knew about search engine uh, optimization. However, they would be teaching you a skill which is absolutely absolutely imperative yeah in what you're doing take us on yeah. that journey yeah yeah so i absolutely knew <clears throat> nothing about the field mm -hmm. um and they didn't need me to know anything about it all wow. they needed me to do is bring my dutch skills and so That's um yeah i was i was taught taught about the wonderful world of mm. um of google rankings okay. and how businesses um 
I mean, at the time, I think they used the word manipulate, but the search mm-hmm. engines for their businesses to, 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 to appear higher, higher in, in the direct on the first yeah. page, at least. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, literally, I had no idea mm-hmm. before going to work there. I, I didn't know this existed. Um, and they, yeah, they taught us everything about how it works. And, and again, also because we worked in the international um, side of the business, we yeah. had to know how um, paid advertising worked, how organic um, SEO worked. And so we got a full 360 spectrum of what digital marketing really is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I met my business partner, Lisa, there. She started maybe a month after I started there, and she's from Germany. Yeah. Um, I told her a little bit about Just the Pie. Um, between the two of us, she is, you know, much more of the avid baker. Um, and she was very interested in that story. And she was like, oh, well, you know, I'd, I'd love to do something like that as well. And I was like, oh, would you would you really? really? Because, yeah. you know, I'm I'm willing to pick this thing up again from wherever. Really? So she oh, said, wow, yes, you know, OK, well, then we can do your pies and then mm. I'll add the biscuits to it. And, okay. you know, some some of the different cakes that um, are local to Germany. Um, and then we could just have a bake shop. And then we basically. can just. Yeah. Yeah. And was she doing biscuits before? No. She would know this, by the way. But no, no. <laughs> so she wasn't doing it yet at the time. No. Oh, okay. No. So I think yeah. we worked together for maybe two years before yes. we actually did it. Okay. So there was a lot of emailing back and forth. There were a couple mm-hmm. of babies that were born in between. Um okay. and so when when we were really tired, yes. that's when we started it. Oh, yeah. wow. Right at that, you know, deep, deep darkness of motherhood. <laughs> or you just like right. sleep deprived. And yeah. that's when we started it. <laughs> I was going to say, because uh, even just the pie, you started it with a six month old. Yeah. And then obviously Bloom Baker's coming in. Your partner has babies. Yeah. You have babies and you're like, yes, this is the perfect time for uh, us yeah. to get started again. Right. <laughs> Everybody knows that. <laughs> right. But I'm going to say, because this, this is brilliant because it transitions into something that you're passionate about, which we'll speak about a little bit later on working mums. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Where yeah. when you now we're doing it, even with his difficulties, you thought it's not just yourselves. This is something that you can expand to other mums yeah. and that sort of thing. In fact, perhaps if you could tell us a little bit about that and, you know, why you're passionate about working mums and, and that sort of thing and how, how that fits in and what you've been doing. Yeah, I think... Yeah. When I had my daughter mm-hmm. um, and I went back to work, she was in nursery for longer than I was at work. Yeah. You know, I'd drop her in the morning before going to work. I uh, Then I would co- um, sit behind my desk for eight hours and then I'd have my commute again to her nursery to pick her up. So she was at nursery for nine hours whilst I was at work for eight hours. Okay. Um. And then I, you know, you come home, I have to cook, da, 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 da. And so it was very stressful and very dissatisfying as I thought, well, I don't think I signed up to be a mum like this. And even at the time to find a job that wasn't five days a week was incredibly hard. Mm-hmm. I was very lucky that I, um, you know, whilst I applied for a job that was 
um, five days a week, they were happy to reduce it to four days a week because I, yes. I absolutely knew that I didn't want to work five days a week. Yes. Um, but still working the life of a working mum is is very stressful mm -hmm. because you constantly feel guilty you know guilty towards no, your child kids, uh, that yeah. you're not not there guilty towards your employer because you know your yeah. child is sick and you need to take off. the day off yes. or so there's a there's a real battlefield yeah. uh, there and I always had hoped that when Lisa and me started Bloom Bakers that mm -hmm. we could build it to the degree that it would be our full-time occupation and mm -hmm. that we could build it around motherhood. Yes. Because I wanted to pick up my kids from school and, and be there for them, have Absolutely. their friends come around to ours and, and play. Yeah. Um, and Because that's the childhood that I had. Yes. Um, Your mom was present. My mom was present, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There you go. So, yeah, I'm... Again, you know, extremely proud that Lisa and me managed to stay true to that, you know, overriding wish. Mm -hmm. And I really have to give Lisa a lot of credit okay. in this because I think she, in that regard, was braver than mm. I was. I think I, in my mind, I still thought, yeah, but a business should operate five like days a week yes. um you know nine to five and yes. there's how can we how can we make, create even anything other than that yes but she was she was very brave and she said you know it's got to be school hours only because yeah. otherwise we're not creating anything that yeah that we want to um live in or work in Absolutely. Something that is viable. And that's what I'm saying. It's like a lot of great ideas are birthed from necessity. Yes. Do you get what I mean? This is how we've got this studio outfit in this garage, because this is something that I always wanted to do. But I thought to myself, who would allow me to be able to do it on this scale? Mm. Who would allow me to be able to do it this way in my own where I've got full control? I was like, there wasn't any scenario where that would happen. It was either too expensive. Yeah. It was either there's no way I don't have a background in it. I hardly have the money. There was no way. So it's like, do you know what? I have a garage. Do you know what? I can buy some cameras, yeah. some lights. You know what? I can be creative. And before you know it, we're in a studio, sat down recording and making some absolutely producing. beautiful, yeah. producing, editing and everything else making some uh, great content not only that telling some amazing stories that i want to tell mm. right because for me i just get so fascinated and really get engulfed about stories that i think are just brilliant because i love to listen to them not only that i love to share them mm. with other people because i've found some of my greatest inspirations when i've heard people's um stories so even the people that have really made it at their at the great heights i go back in their background and find out what they had to go through mm. and things like that and that's what i found inspired me the most mm. in the background and the grittiness and the reality of this so i was like do you know what this is something that i want to do i want to be able to share you know certain stories in my own way to have conversations that you wouldn't be able to hear anywhere else to have conversations that are not just clickbait based yeah do you get what i mean yeah. but something that actually genuinely appeals to people yeah and it's and it, but but you have to have like mm. you an incredible passion for yes. the thing that you do yes. otherwise you know i'm i know that we started in 
March 2016. It's a yes. long time ago now. Absolutely. So, <laughs> but we we didn't start it with a real vision of making money. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't even cross our our minds to be honest. We just wanted to create something that we loved mm-hmm. and um and we did it out of our home kitchen for we we moved out only last year okay. uh june so we've only been in a commercial kitchen for um a little over a year mm. and before that everything we did every single order that we produced was made handmade by me or lisa wow. in our own uh home kitchen wow and so Great i am pretty home. sure a lot of people looked at us thinking, why? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Why don't you just rent something? Right? Why don't you just, you know, why don't you just, why don't yeah. you just get a loan? Why is don't you just, going to go you know, is it yeah. even going to go anywhere? Yeah. And we could have done that. Mm-hmm. You know, we could have gone to the bank and said, you know, 50,000, you yeah. know, but it really, would it have, would it have, uh, sped things up mm-hmm. probably yeah but it wasn't right for us Absolutely. for some people it is it wasn't right for us and in mm-hmm. hindsight which is 50 50 or uh, 2020 i i am so glad that we the didn't because did it, the organic yeah. growth of everything is where you find your peace, I think. Absolutely. Uh, I think forcing things breaks things. And I think when you throw large amounts of cash to something that you don't fully yet understand Mm -hmm. the workings of is dangerous. Absolutely. Um, But it's not glamorous. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not when you're in it, it's Mm -hmm. not anything that people will look at and well that's that looks great what they're doing because it doesn't look great it's you know you don't you're not doing it for optics you're doing it for well necessity really i must say though saskia your product tastes amazing oh thank you i was actually disappointed today i was like where's i know (laughs) i was expecting a box you know no not really but in fact even to buy one you know i'll buy one (laughs) gladly because me i love to support things that i use things that i love i want to actually support it because i want to see it uh, going i don't even want it free i want to pay for it because i want to see you guys thrive and that product the last time lisa came she gave me my, i was fighting with my wife over where's the last biscuit <laughs> what happened to it but it's just so rich and so tasty and i think i was kind of showing your product the other time and i, I say that genuinely you know from a genuine place to say if that's what you're going to do i can see you guys uh you know going far and that sort of thing because you've got a really good product on your hands and i think that i was going to add to you is that the money element what happens is that when you've now added a loan you have pressure mm. to do well you have pressure to make money because you, have, you now have to pay back the people you owe money so you might even have pressure in terms of the hours mm. maybe you have to do you have pressure for your practice you think okay can we add more things because we need to make money so yeah. what that does it ends up compromising the product it ends yeah. up compromising everything that you're trying to do because you're no longer just um answering or appealing to your whims you have to answer to the bank or you have to answer to whoever you you owe money which is why the organicness as you stated is the best way to do things because it gives you a little bit more not even a little bit more actually it gives you a lot of 
control, right? It allows you to be able to do the thing how it's supposed to be done. You find that even as the growth, uh, you know, comes, it shows up in everything, you know, that you do. I keep referencing myself, but it's not too far off from yourselves because I've self-financed everything that I'm doing as of the moment. I don't answer to to anyone, right? Mm -hmm. But maybe if Amazon or Netflix yeah. <laughs> comes with a check and it makes sense, well, maybe that might be a different story. But for now, it's kind of like, I just love having the full autonomy. And even as I grow as a platform, I want to continue to be able to tell the stories that I want to tell. You know, ones that I know will, will go towards uh, benefiting people. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But that's why, um, yeah, I think like what you guys are doing and the way you've done it, is is absolutely amazing and is absolutely brilliant i can i can only hope that you will continue to do that and you continue to maintain the integrity uh you know of your products That's i thing. hope so too yeah absolutely. and it's it, it definitely there's no plans to to change or or switch that around yeah absolutely um i mean i think you've you've explained um this world to say you know you feel that starting the business or being in the business has given you full autonomy it's given you more choice than you had before but i think there's something that you mentioned earlier when we we're having a conversation where it allows you to create a space a working space for for women perhaps you can tell us a little bit about that you know from, from that perspective creating employment for people and creating a work culture yeah How have you found that um again you know we built it around our understanding of how we wanted to be mm -hmm. um, mothers. And um, and again, what I referenced before as well is when I was looking for a job that didn't seem to be many part-time offerings out there, the you know, for women or men. Um, and I think we just were adamant. I mean, this is before the pandemic okay. um, even. It was like women should be able to have a career if they want to um working around their children absolutely it's not for every woman like no. some women do want to work five days a week and they are happy to work for uh or mothers and are happy to work 40 hours a week mm -hmm. and and that's that's fine i just think for the mum who doesn't, there didn't seem to be a space. A space. Yeah. Um, so we only operate uh, school hours. Okay, um, brilliant. My, my son a while ago said, yeah, but you don't even work. As a daddy yes, works, but you, you don't that. work. It's like, uh, what? <laughs> he uh, said you don't work. Yeah, because he never sees me oh, go wow. to work because I'm yeah. there to drop him at yep. school and I'm there I'm to pick back. him up again from school. And so he, in his mind, I never what come back doing? from work, you yes. know? Oh, um, you are living, do you know what? You are living in your purpose. That's what that, and, and I think, you know, your child coming and telling you that that's a perfect sort of affirmation is what I'm looking for, mm -hmm. that you are living in your purpose. Mm -hmm. For your child to think that you're not even working when you know for a fact you're business. <laughs> well, you know, he knows that he well, he I does know what I do. So, I, but I guess for him, it's the, you know, when, when his dad comes home yeah. from work, that is like such a big moment in his yeah. days like daddy's back from work oh, and he walks through the door and he yeah. gets a big hug and it's like you know yeah whereas if, yeah 
he doesn't have that yeah. with me but he does you know my kids see me behind my laptop yes. a lot okay. um but i am i am available okay. like i am if they need anything then you know i'm 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 there yeah brilliant yeah no absolutely amazing i mean what do we have to look forward to um in the future in terms of yourself in terms of bloom bakers sort of thing uh well we just um we're just moving into a new premises okay uh which will be closer to to home mm-hmm. um most of the people that we employ also work uh live close to where we live so everybody now is kind of in walking distance okay to to work which is really nice um yeah shouting more about working women okay and you know and just the fact that we're not all the same mm-hmm. we all have different wants and needs Absolutely. and we hope that you know we're set up for school hours mm-hmm. only now but again if if there are women who who need to work more or longer hours because they you know they might be needing more income than uh, some other working moms do so mm-hmm. so we're open to to saying okay well if you if you do want to work 40 days uh, 40 hours a week then mm-hmm. you know we 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 can also make that happen it doesn't have to be as rigid because that's how we you know Lisa and me choose to operate but mm-hmm. we also want to be flexible and saying okay but if if your needs again are different to ours then mm-hmm. we also want to accommodate uh, for that um it's not easy, but we were making it work. So, so okay. far, so far, so good. And then um, I think Lisa mentioned that there's the rebrand that's mm-hmm. going to come in January 2023. Okay, so which, is that all in process, yeah? It's all in process. Brilliant. It's really exciting. Yes, I um, can imagine. Yeah, really yeah. excited to... Um, to release that into yeah. the into the world but we're gonna have to wait a little bit for that right i'm so excited uh, for you guys and everything that you have coming up i think is so well deserved and you are a story that you know when other people listen to they can see that it's achievable it's doable so everything that you're building coming up seeing your story and hearing your journey is just nothing short of amazing mm. you know i hope i can be there um to see the rebranding to see the growth um another thing is might even come to a point if i can i would like to speak to you and lisa at the same time because we've got more mics now oh but, yeah <laughs> especially when everything has settled in and you're now in it yeah i'd very much love to have you both back and perhaps you just have a discussion of the vision where you guys are going everything that you've put into place and that sort of thing because obviously i know it's early stages hence why we obviously haven't touched on it um today but they will come in moment where yeah you can tell us all about it uh, and see where you're going you know as a business and, and that sort of thing that's obviously if you guys you know will, will have it you know yeah and that's the thing because you know when when you summed it all up in the beginning and i thought mm-hmm. oh yeah that sounds lovely but in all honesty like yeah. this thing that lisa and me are building is yeah. is in its infancy, infancy. it's yes. in its total infancy wow. so i don't you know even on linkedin sometimes i'm like oh it all sounds so grand um and and really it it 
it doesn't feel it like it feels mm. like we're in, in kindergarten and there's a bunch of people that are in university already mm. and it's like well you know it's a long way to go yet and i yeah. and then, you know i don't even know where it is but it's yeah it's just constantly yeah it's the thing i love about life and it's the thing i love about the business is that it's i just keep always coming back to that trial and error and Absolutely. and that ability and the freedom to just try things and, and if learn. i move this um i don't know like this button dial it a little bit further to the right what is going to happen you know yeah. and it's like oh no that that wasn't good right Ooh, i'll dial it I'm back bad. okay well if i dial <laughs> this one a little bit then oh that was nice that seems to work so we'll do more of I that it and it's constantly just <laughs> yeah it's like a child yes. that is growing yeah. and with each year it it sees it can see things better and it can yeah. read things better and it can understand yeah. things better and it's the yeah. same with bloom bakers and i think because we've grown so organically it has allowed us a lot of reflection mm. a lot of um yeah truly seeing how the world responds to our product and absolutely. and how we can perfect it and refine it. Absolutely. As you said that, you know, what was coming into my head is when we were speaking earlier and you were talking about focus mm. and how to get that right. You were telling me that story where you had the focus. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, as you were saying, I was like, um, I've noticed that all it takes is that little bit of an adjustment and voila, mm. it's night and day. But mm. if it's just slightly out of focus then it's not happening, yeah. right? It's actually a world of difference, yeah. which I, 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 you know, I guess that can be applied to business as well. You know, when you're constantly adjusting and switching and doing this, that little bit of a move could actually mm. be the difference between the thing being in focus and not. Yeah. And it's a huge difference. It is a huge you know? difference. And even when I started out this platform, that's what I say to myself, like, um, I don't hold myself to being perfect anymore. Naturally, I am a perfectionist, right? But mm. I realize, yeah, that's not going to work in doing this because I'm learning all this from you. You asked me if I've studied. No, I haven't studied it. It's all learning. So I'm dedicated to lifelong, like constant learning and constantly adjusting. How do I get better here? You know, all these facets. As I say to yourself, you know, you've done this before, so you you know I'm a one man band, mm. right? <laughs> Audio engineer, sound engineer, videographer, editor, lights, janitor, <laughs> right? Yeah. The drinks, yeah, everything, right? Mm. Relationship manager, everything I'm doing. So it's like all these little things that I'm doing, but I'm I'm constantly learning, constantly adjusting. How do I get better? How can the, I do this differently? But it's as you said, I'm passionate about it and I'm committed. Um, to it committed to making it better not only that Saskia I'll tell you this I'm actually committed to building relationships so even with this conversation that we've had today I would hope that it's it doesn't just end mm. from having a conversation but actually seeing if there are points of value to be added whether to yourself whether to me and that sort of thing and even getting into a point to where if you saw the people that you can recommend that you think would be good at the platform yeah absolutely do you get what i mean so i really do believe in that like connecting people going ahead and then just building meaningful mm. relationships that add to each other if it doesn't add then i'm like well you know nah I'm, I'm not interested in that if i can add to you absolutely if you can add to me then let's make it work. Yeah, no, you know? 100%. Yes. But having said that, listen, it's been an absolutely 
brilliant conversation. Of course, like usual, not without its quirks. <laughs> right, I've noticed that's just a part of it. I'm just going to stop being surprised now. <laughs> every single time there'll be something that happens, but it's like, okay, you know, I'll carry on. But you've been such a good sport. You've been so gracious. And I'm so thankful to have had you uh, on the podcast and to hear your amazing story. From when I read it, I said, I I was just already taken just from reading it. But you telling it out loud is even better because I get to share that, you know, with other people and that sort of thing. But yeah, before we, we end it and, 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 and call it a day, is there anything that you wanted to um, to add on before we go? Um, add on. Hmm. It's all right if you can't uh, <laughs> think of anything. No, um, I think... Um, yeah. Maybe the thing that I would like to add on is mm -hmm. that f a l oh, how do I say this? Um, I think about partnership and for me, having found Lisa, mm -hmm. um, I, I, I could not have built this thing by myself oh, wow. um and i think i have immense respect for people mm -hmm. like you well, who you. do it by themselves um my sister-in-law is a cake um how do you say that like she makes um wedding cakes and okay. celebration yeah. cakes and i mean her craft is is amazing and she does it all by herself oh, wow. and i just yeah. have immense respect for people who who do it because it's i know that even with two people and with two brains it's a lot. it is a lot and it's hard um so yeah i'm sure that you know with with all your passion and yeah. tenacity and yeah. will and your perfectionist uh <laughs> <I try. laughs> perfectionism i try you know i'm <laughs> i'm sure you'll do you'll do very very well yeah no do you know what that means a lot coming from you especially you're a journalist and you've you've done this before on a professional level so from the deepest places of my heart thank you so much you know uh for saying that that's encouragement to me and also i think i said it earlier um Thank you so much for gracing us uh, with your presence, coming here, sharing your story, you know, just opening your heart. I'm so grateful for that. And just before we end um, as well, I was going to say, actually, before I say this, do you have socials where you'd like to, uh, where people can find you and that sort of thing? Or perhaps your website, if you'd like to. Mention yeah, that. we yeah. are www.bloombakers.co.uk. Um we are on Instagram, Facebook as at Bloombakers. Bloom and then if you type in Saskia Roskam on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. um, you should find me. Find you. Absolutely, guys. If you've got any questions or anything like that, reach out uh, to Saskia. I'm sure she'll answer. Once again, early happy birthday. Thank you. Because I know in a couple of days time, you know, your birthday is coming up. I'm hoping you've got something planned. In fact, no, not you. I'm hoping happy has something 
planned for well you. no i i i never celebrate my birthdays yeah. i i okay. incredibly do not like, you like <laughs> to be in the center of attention yeah. i really really i'm allergic to it but oh, wow. uh, because it was a special birthday i wow. thought okay well let me for yeah, once in my life actually celebrate my birthday absolutely with the kids and the family kids family friends, friends the people that so you it's, love it's actually gonna be uh, a party yeah do you know what it better be yeah, 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 it better be. It I'm better telling be. you because I'm already oh, nervous. I'm like, right. What if nobody comes? I feel like I'm four years I'm old. I'm like, I'm so nervous for my birthday. Know, what if right. nobody comes? Listen, it's my birthday <laughs> next week as well. Ah. Um, I think it's Wednesday. I'm turning 35. Ah, congratulations. Yeah, so not too far off from where you are. So I'm like, but that's the thing. I think the things that, you know, I was telling you earlier, I was kind of projecting on you a little bit because I'm looking back at where I am at 35 and, you know, similar to yourself, I'm building a business. I've got a family, two children and wife and all these things that I always wanted you know mm. it's coming full circle so when I look back at that it's like um it's an emotion I fear to be like you know what I feel blessed mm. by God the fact that I can be I can have the privilege to be in the situation uh, that I am to be doing this what I love the way I want to do it to still have a family to have a supporting uh, partner like my wife is really supportive and all those things so it's like yeah it's just something to to, to kind of sit and and reveling and just to be uh, just to be grateful oh yeah you know? so that's something and it's, that i felt yeah it's really easy to be mm. grateful yeah i think you know you don't have to have a, you know mm-hmm. a story that is amazing i mean to yeah. me it's not amazing it's just my life but absolutely um i i wrote a linkedin post on it the other day where um I think it comes from um, Marcus Aurelius, but he said, you know, you can find gratefulness by even just thinking about the things that, the the, the little things that are in your life yes. and imagining you didn't have them. Yes. You know, and, and when I heard that, I thought, oh, wow, that is, that is so powerful because right. people always think about the big things in life, but they really it's have. about the little things. Yeah. Yes. It's about running water coming out of the tap. Grateful. Thank you. Imagine if I didn't have it. Your car that's sitting on your drive. Mm -hmm. This is amazing. Even though we have one, we don't have two cars. It's not a Lexus. It's not a, you know, all of these things. But it's a Honda that flipping drives. So thank you. I'm grateful for that. You know, when I was growing up, we didn't even have a car. Mm -hmm. I I remember now um, when I remember back, we used to have to hitchhike sometimes. Even a telly, like I was telling my friend the other time, why the black and white telly. Simple, simple things that are standard Mm -hmm. now never used to be i could never imagine having all this uh when i was growing up but now it's all here you know and i live in what you're saying i'm just grateful for the simplest things and sometimes even just good health more than anything some people don't even more than anything and this is not like to talk down on anyone it's just saying you know be thankful being here being alive um for me having children looking at seeing my children grow and it's like i made that right yeah yeah (laughs) this situation everything else i celebrated four years of marriage um was it was it yesterday what's today no thursday congratulations four years right (laughs) i was looking at myself i was like what four years (laughs) (laughs) not that it's been easy or anything like that 
everything that's worth it is challenging but it's yes. the most beautiful thing ever yes to say like it's, it's four years some people don't last their month mm -hmm. yeah so even that in itself is just like you know what uh yeah I'm, i'm 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 thankful i'm thankful for that and i feel like yeah you being here as well saskia has helped to just put a lot of things in 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 perspective uh sharing your wonderful story and that sort of thing once again i know i've said it like 10 times now but i'm so i'm so thankful and uh Um, yes um till till we meet again yeah 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 <laughs> i look forward to editing this putting it out and um yeah sharing it with the rest with the rest of the world thank you for inviting me brilliant guys mm -hmm. it's been another brilliant episode of let inspiration take Over podcast make sure you like follow and subscribe on youtube till next time i shall catch you later cheers <laughs>